Welcome to my world. Follow me on this journey. Find out where it takes us. This is the mirror line. Come with me. The traveler must train his wits. All is easy at home. He who knows little is a laughing stock amongst men of the world. You know, one thing that I've always tried to look into is not necessarily what the Reconstructionists are doing or the people who are trying to bring heathenism into the 21st century. I, I like to look back into what were they doing before Christianity polluted everything. You know, how, how did the practices look? How did the rituals look? And more or less, what direction were they going and what were they trying to accomplish? Because that's how I like to bring everything forward in my own style, my own way. But I like to have the original intent in mind while I'm putting everything together in my head. So the, the number one thing that I think of whenever anyone says like New Age heathenism, New Age osetry, whatever, is the nine noble virtues, okay? I've never felt connected to the nine noble virtues. I've never felt like there was anything significant there other than live your life, don't fuck with other people. It, I feel like it's so much deeper than that to how, how life used to be. I've always been drawn to the Assyrian Code of Nine, which is extremely less known, extremely less publicized, and a lot of people don't like to bring attention to it because it was found during the Nazi Party's rule, and it was, it was brought to light by someone who was in the Nazi Party, which I don't necessarily see a problem with. I don't hold those values that the Nazi Party holds. But on the same hand, I'm not going to discredit something that's been around since before 1000 AD, which was around the time that the Christians started taking everything and retelling the stories in their own light. I really like to live more along those lines. And, you know, they were originally found on a cave in Denmark. They were practiced pre-Christian, which is really how we need to reconstruct everything. And a lot of people think that the Nine Noble Virtues were based off of the Assyrian Code of Nine, but just brought forward into, quote, the 21st century and revised, which I don't think is necessary. But beside that, the Assyrian Code of Nine. The code is honor. Honor oneself with truth and fairness. Your word is your bond. Give power to your words by adhering to it. Honor your family and friends with reverence and respect. Honor your love and the way above all else. Honor is the mark of strength and nobility. The code is protect. Protect with savagery your blood and kin. Let no one and nothing violate your love of the way. Let there always be an equity in defense. Always protect thrice as fiercely as one is attacked. Protection is the mark of a warrior spirit. The code is flourish. Prosperity and growth are key to the survival of the way. Such is the mark of intelligence. The code is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Seek ever to expand the mind. Never stagnate. For knowledge is a gift of the gods. The code is change. Adapting and changing are important for growth and survival. That which cannot adapt or change is doomed to perish. Change is the mark of insight. 
The code is fairness. Pay all of your debts and pull your own weight. Always hear and consider all sides. Treat all others with equity and fairness. Expect the same from them. The code is balance. Remember the law of balance. All that which you do or wish for, good or ill, shall return to you one day. Strive for good. The code is control. Never lose control of your anger or be baited by the hostility of another. Never strike a woman unless your very life hangs in the balance. Never violate the weak or the innocent. Never tolerate those who do. Control is the mark of a disciplined mind and a sign of the greatest of warriors. The code is conflict. Those who follow the way of the warrior must know the art of combat, weapons, and vengeance. War is an accepted part of the path. Always be prepared for hostility against you. It's a destiny woven into the very fibers of our people. Keep your body, mind, and training up at all times. Have no remorse when you must be savage during conflict. Win, prevail, and survive. They all go into death, and they all focus around take care of yourself, make sure that you're okay, make sure that everything that you do is balanced in nature, whether it's a reaction to an action, whether it's um, giving and receiving. You're, you're never giving more than you receive and you're never taking more than you've been given or offered. And conflict. Conflict is inevitable. As we're seeing around us now, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you sit on, it doesn't matter where you're at, conflict will always be inevitable. There was a uh, there was a study, and I can't really quote it because I just loosely heard about it, that said every 50 years we have a violent uprising. So the gods didn't just die out and come back and just kind of forgot about us. They set up a path so that we had something to follow and we were always ready for conflict that inevitably would come every single generation. And I think that speaks a lot to how much we haven't actually changed. And I've, I've talked about that before. The Assyrian Code of Nine is a very encompassing code. And I really like the timeless value of it. And I really try, I really try and incorporate it, incorporate it into uh, my practice. And another thing is the work of magic, okay? A lot of people think heathens don't practice magic, blah, 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 blah. There's no, there's no, um, there's no magic that is in heathenism just because it's not really predominant anymore. But there are a few different kinds of, there are a few different practices that do involve, quote, magic. It's Galder and Seether. They are two entirely separate things and they are two entirely separate intents and in Seether you're usually going to have a female practitioner and it's one of those things it's dealing with herbs it's dealing with spirits it's dealing with um, with dream interpretations it's dream it's dealing with stuff like that where it's kind of the softer side of of magic and then you have Galder which is usually a ritual use it's when you're going to use to win battles, to change the outcome of situations. And females also have used it to uh, help minimize the pain during childbirth or to help take care of the children. I use certain things to calm my daughter when she hasn't wanted to sleep when she was younger. I had a very specific, um, not really a song, something that came to me when I had talked to Freya 
and I'd ask her like, what can I do? How can I get my daughter to sleep? Like, I'm not getting any sleep, help me out. And that's immediately what came to me. I sang it to her the first night and then I translated it into Norwegian and then I sang it in Norwegian after that. And it worked like a charm. Never really had a problem with it. And it, and it goes to show that magic isn't always putting on your cloak, pulling out your dagger, getting your, you know, getting your fucking staff ready, coming to your altar. It's, it's literally singing a song. It's changing your outlook on a situation. It's listening to Danheim and just getting pumped the fuck up before you go into the gym. It's taking your surroundings and controlling your surroundings. It's not super crazy. I don't understand why people have such a problem with it. Um, even in the Hava Mall, Odin claims to know 18, 18 separate um, Galdor. And it's to blunt steel, to make shields soft, to dull arrows so that they don't penetrate you, to make it to where archers can't see you, you know, and all of that's still relevant. Even if there's not archers, we still have firearms. Blades are still a very common thing today in countries that don't have guns. Even in the US, people get stabbed all the time. It's not one of those things that immediately loses its touch just because you know, times have changed and our arrows are different now. Our, our wars aren't fought very different from the way they were fought back then. And our conflicts aren't really much different than what they had back then. We, we like to think that we're super evolved creatures, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that we haven't evolved at all. The only thing that we've done is we've hidden our natural abilities and our natural instincts. We've lost everything that made us human, everything that made us powerful. We gave it up so that we could feel like we were getting ahead of the power curve. So we could feel like we were actually moving into the future and taking on the world and winning at everything. And we've, we've taken a step back. We've lost our roots. We need to reclaim that. We really need to start focusing on where we came from finding out what we're actually capable of and start using it. Start using it to your advantage. And it's hilarious because people will say you're crazy. People will tell you you've lost your mind. There's no way that you can see what's gonna happen in the future. There's no way that you can know what's gonna happen from now. There's no way that you can throw out stones and it'll tell you what's going on in your life and what's gonna come, what's gonna come in your future. And then the very next day, they'll say, hey, man, you know, I've been having problems. Could you think you could throw my stones and see, you know, see what I've got going on? Because I don't I don't know what my next step is going to be. And I don't know where my life is going. And it and it turns that fast to where people start looking to you because they know that you have something they're looking for. And it is absolutely fucking stupid how the human mind works where something can be absolutely evil and absolutely against everything they believe one day. But when it'll help them, by fucking God, man, they're right there. They're right there to reap the benefits. And I, I've seen it time and time again. You know, I, I do dream interpretations and it's, it's always been really easy for me. I have a number of dream interpretation like dictionaries and I even have the interpretation of dreams by Sigmund Freud because I like to see both aspects of it where I like to see the spiritual aspect and I like to see the actual scientific aspect of what they see as happening. 
And I feel like that's really important when even reconstructing what's going on is knowing how our mind actually thinks and how what we're doing has affected that in a positive way. You know, because when I listen to music, it does, it gets me really excited. It gets me really pumped up. And when I'm in the gym, absolutely. I'm sitting there, I'm dancing and I'm, I'm bobbing around and I'm really getting into the song because it keeps me motivated because it's a spell, it's a incantation. It's there to drive you forward and it works. I'm not a farmer. I don't grow my own food yet. So I don't really focus on crop cycles of the four corners of the year, you know, the solstices. I focus more on the rebirth of myself or being closer to family in colder months when it does get kind of depressing sometimes because you can't get out, you can't really do things as much. It's not, it's not as much time outside where I feel more comfortable. I use these times to talk to the gods about what do I need to learn. I'm still new to this and I don't think there's ever going to be a point where I'm not still learning. I'm no David Crawford, okay? I don't sink my entire life into studying the actual habits of what people did back then. But I do like to focus on certain aspects that I use on a regular basis, such as the runes, the existence of giants, and the Assyrian Code of Nine took me a long time to actually find because I never did feel that connection with the Nine Noble Virtues like I talked about earlier. And looking into the practice of Galder is my next big step because I don't really know anything about it. I normally just use bind runes for whatever I need and I'll set that in my altar and I'll charge my altar so that I can bring whatever energy I need into myself. And runes have really been the biggest part that drew me into Asatru, I'm not gonna lie, because I've always felt that connection. I've always felt like there was something there and it kind of comes easy to me where I don't really have to sink a lot of time into it. I can kind of look into the, to the meanings and I kind of understand where it's all coming from. So it's more, it's not so much memorizing, it's more of like I feel what I'm getting and that is how you build your practice. It's not so much having the knowledge which is extremely important to have the knowledge, but it's following your gut and following what you know to be true from what you've studied and what you've seen in the past to know that the direction you're going in is something positive and the stuff that you're drawn to is something that's gonna lead you in the right direction. I firmly believe that everybody has their own path and I firmly believe that everybody needs to find their own answers and all I'm explaining here is how I found my answers. That's all this channel is, so that maybe someone else who's in the same situation I was in or someone who's stuck in a situation that I've been stuck in can learn from where I was at and move forward through it. And that's the only thing I can ask for. So if there's any questions that you guys have, I 100% love the input because it's probably somewhere that I've been stuck before, something that I've questioned before, and I like to dig a little deeper into stuff when I know someone else is having a problem because I like to find more angles to cover it from rather than just, this is where I was, this is how I got out of it. I look into more of 
this is the overall encompassing, you know, history of it. And this is how I, you know, this is how I found these answers. So that in the future, when you have problems, you can figure it out for yourself. Because that's one thing with heathenism is knowledge. That's one of the, one of the Assyrian Code of Nines, knowledge. You're never going to know enough. You're never going to be at a point where you don't need to thirst for knowledge. Even Odin spent his entire life looking for knowledge, looking for hidden knowledge, looking to find anything and everything that he could learn about to the point that he sacrificed himself. He sacrificed himself, he sacrificed his eye in the pursuit of more knowledge just because that was how dedicated he was to it. And that is exactly what we need to encompass when we're looking for answers for things that we are not comfortable with, that we are not comfortable practicing on ourselves, or that we are not comfortable practicing on other people. Because you're going to have people that come to you and ask you questions, and you have to be ready for it. And I may not be the absolute best at answering questions. I kind of babble a lot, which you know I, I catch myself doing all the time. I try to know enough to where if someone asks me, hey, what do you believe? Why do you follow your gods? I always have an answer for that because I have experiences behind it. And that's something that you need to build for yourself. And that's not, that doesn't mean learn everything, soak it in, and then use none of it. You know, this is something that you practice. This is something you're going to fail at. This is something that you're going to have to pick up the pieces with and move on and figure out where you messed up and try and keep it from happening again. There is no science to it, okay? And when I read Havamal Stanza 5 in the beginning of this, that was why. Because when you're learning, you're doing just that. You're learning. You're setting yourself up for failure so you can learn from that failure. The only thing that I can do is I can tell you where I failed in the past and how I got through it. And as always, if you like the content, make sure you like, subscribe, and share with all your friends. Um, I also set up a support button in case you wanted to donate so it could help me to get better gear or to promote the channel a little bit. I'd really appreciate it.